ready for true happiness, for deep fulfillment, for feeling alive, on purpose, and in control of your life again, it's time to be the bold, brilliant, beautiful woman you were born to be. Welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. I'm women's happiness and life purpose expert, Karen Rockhunt, and I'm going to teach you how to live on purpose, feel alive, and be happy in every aspect of life. I'm going to get real about my life and interview women who are living on purpose so that you can finally live yours. Welcome to the show. Hello, 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 my goddess. Oh, woman, it has been a long time. I've been on vacation, and even though I put out an episode or two of interviews, it's been a long time since it was just you and me hanging out. You and me over a cup of coffee, you and me in your car, you and me laughing to tunes and crying about life. And that's what today's episode of the Purpose Girl podcast is. So much has happened. So much is happening. From what's been happening on the national stage here in the United States with the Supreme Court repealing Roe v. Wade, leaving so many women and girls without choice, girls who are raped at 10 years old, being forced to carry a baby, women who have unviable pregnancies that could kill them if they keep that baby in their belly, are being forced to possibly lose their life, women feeling like our rights are being taken back instead of what this country has always done, which has given us more, plus in my own personal life, so much has happened. It's left me feeling like everything is crumbling. And there have been many days over the past few months that I have been on my knees begging, praying to the goddess, show me, show me what all this is for because it's just too painful. And what has been coming out of this massive rupture, right? Like massive challenge, contraction, rupture is birthing something for you, for me, for us all, that is changing my life already and is going to change the world. And I'm going to share with you, I'm not ready to share all the details of what I am creating, but I want to share with you what I have been through and like all of the stories of the last couple of months on my personal side so that you possibly can relate to if things have been crumbling for you. I feel like for a lot of my friends and soul sisters, there has been so much in the field, so much happening like energetically where they feel like WTF, who am I anymore? And what is this all about? And so many systems and structures kind of falling apart for them. And so if any of that has been happening for you, or you just want to hear, how does Karen move through depression? How does Karen move through really hard times? How does Karen shift and turn the difficulty into incredible learning, growth, passion, creation? How do I just make it through so that I can keep feeding my two-year-old? Then this is an episode to keep listening to. Because this one, sister, is you and me and the very real raw truth. So I want to start by sharing that my dad has Alzheimer's and I have permission from my mom to talk about it. 
Not everyone in my family wants me to talk about it, and I understand that. But this has been happening in the background over the last few years. And in the last few months, my dad shifted from someone who was full of story and life and passion constantly to my dad always had something to say. My dad is full of stories. He's the kind of person that like you go on a trip to Italy. I could go to Italy and I could come home and be like, oh my God, it was so great. And he's like, tell me what you had for breakfast day one. And so I start telling him and then we get into day one and he's like, oh my God, now let me tell you about my trip with your mother. And like, he loves retelling stories and he's incredibly passionate about so many topics, incredibly passionate about architecture, incredibly passionate about Miami. They retired to Miami, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago to spend their winters there, incredibly passionate about Israel and Judaism. And my dad has always had so much to say. I grew up really listening to my dad talk a lot. And my dad also has been very active his whole life. He ran two marathons. He and my mom then went on to walk, I don't know how many half marathons, well into their early 70s. And the form of Alzheimer's that my dad has has left him so that he can no longer walk or talk. And this is a shift that just happened in December. And so that's what's been happening the last six months is this adjustment and grieving. And we had a sense for a few months that this is where it was going. But when I look back just a year ago, my parents vacationed with us on the Jersey Shore. And even though my dad had Alzheimer's at the time, it really appeared more like dementia where he might forget things. He still was able to walk to the beach with us and tell stories or at least participate in conversation. And so this is a pretty rapid, drastic change. And it's been so hard. Right? And my mom is so incredible. If you listen to the episode with my mom, I think it was episode 201 on Mother's Day, I interviewed her and she's strong as an ox and she's been so incredible as the love of her life, who she's been with since she was 14, is so different. And again, showing me so what true love is. And in the midst of all of that, a couple of my family members took it all out on me. They didn't like that I would share on social media that I had amazing things happening in my life, like creating the Women's Day event and hard things in my life, like our dad having Alzheimer's. And even though I had gotten permission to share it, they really took it out on me. And a couple of my family members started calling me gross and disgusting and narcissistic in fact, the more I've been putting my purpose out in the world, the more one family member has called me narcissistic. And this has been like my biggest fear that if I show up as my full self in my bigness, in my holy shit, I'm here to change the world. Holy shit. I have ideas for all of us. Holy shit. Look at me doing this crazy TikTok because I want you to do your own crazy TikTok or whatever the version is for you, which might be starting an Etsy store or might be traveling on a world cruise for a year, like whatever that equivalent is for you, right? I don't just want to be like big so you all look at me. I want to be big so that we're all big. I want to be big because I'm tired of the patriarchy telling us that we have to be small and quiet and that women don't have a place with our voice. Like, 
So anything I do isn't just for me. And I am imagining you know that or else you wouldn't listen to this podcast. But I had had one family member who in particular has decided that I'm a narcissist over and over and over again, repeating it to me. And then a couple of family members just started calling me gross and disgusting and taking it out on me and even threatening physical violence. And after last year, which was one of the best years of my life, because we vacationed with my parents and I took video, actually I think Josh did, took video of my dad reading goodnight books to Shay. And thank God, thank the goddess that we have that video because he will never be able to read to my son again. But that vacation with them, like we, I am just so grateful that we had the intuition. We've never gone on vacation with them. We had the intuition to go last year. That was one of the things that made last year so incredible. Another thing that made it so incredible was that we spent seven weeks with them in Miami, living there for seven weeks. Like we won't get to do that again because I don't know that my parents will ever be able to go back to Miami. My mom is trying to figure it out, but like, holy cow. We spent a month in Paris last year where we rented an apartment and I let her retreat for five days, but then the rest of the time we lived there and Purpose Girl grew. It was like so incredible. And yes, I was being more online and the Purpose Girl podcast grew and like, and financially our business grew to a point where I felt like safe for the first time. I felt, I felt really safe in our business, really safe. And I hate calling what I do a business because what I do is a calling and it is my purpose and it is to ensure that every woman alive steps into being the woman that you were born to be. And it is our livelihood, right? And this is what puts a roof over our head and puts food on the table. And I believe that every one of us deserves to be paid really well for whatever our contribution is in the world. And why shouldn't we have more women who are earning really well? Because it's proven that when women earn well, we give more back. And so financially, we had an incredible year. Like everything was feeling so incredible. I went into this year, into 2022, thinking I was just going to ride that wave, held a first program in January called Dream Alive, held a couple of VIP days in Puerto Rico. It was incredible. And then in February, this all came crashing down. Because to my family, I've been the quote unquote good little girl my whole life. I'm the youngest. I was always the little happy one. When siblings might have been fighting with one parent or the other parent or both parents, I was like, can we all just get along? I was the one who got good grades. I was the one who got into my university of choice within three weeks. I was the one who had all these friends, who was a cheerleader on student government. Like I was that little good girl. And so when all this came, just on the heels of visiting and being with my dad for a few days and letting that sink in. And then when all this came, it just shot me down. And I then went through a couple of months that were some of the hardest of my life. Some of the hardest of my life, I went into depression I had so much anxiety about everything that I said to you here on the Purpose Girl podcast, as well as on social media. Am I a narcissist? Is that true? Is it true that I'm gross and disgusting? I mean, these words were just ringing in my ears. 
And what part of this is ego? Because the truth is, is that if you're going to put yourself out in the world in any way to go for the job that you want, to ask for the promotion, to go ask the woman or the man or the human to go on a date, you're going to have to have a little bit of an ego because you have to be able to put your shoulders back and believe in yourself that you are worthy of whatever the opportunity is, that you are awesome enough to have a date, that you are talented enough to go and get that job. Like it requires a tiny bit of ego. And if you're going to really put yourself out in the world and say, I am here to raise the vibration of the planet, I'm here to make a big difference, there is some ego in that. And I need to come here and tell you the changes that I've helped clients make and the things that they've done because they've been in my presence and the sisterhoods that I build and what I'm really great at, because how else will you know that I can help you unless I say those things? How else will I know that the yarn store down the street has the pink wool yarn that I want to knit a scarf? I don't even knit. I don't know where this example came from, but go with it. But how would I know unless they put a sign out sharing that they have all different colors of pink and purple yarn? How would I know that the guy who cut my hair yesterday would be awesome unless I had driven by his salon a hundred times? We have to put ourselves out there. And so, but my biggest fear has always been that you all, that people, my family, whoever would think that I'm just an arrogant bitch piece of shit that has been such a fear of mine. And then it came to reality. And it really shot me down. And I can't even tell you how many days I fell to my knees asking, is it true? Working with my therapist, is it true that I'm a narcissist? Like, I am so open to being able to look at myself and say, what is true here? And what am I going to own? And what am I not? And dealing with the anxiety So I literally feel like I was brought to my knees over these few months. And during that time, I was in a group called a mastermind with my coach. And it was a group of other women, entrepreneurs, coaches, that we all are there to learn together, to support each other. And we all were playing it pretty close to the vest, meaning we weren't getting really vulnerable. And when this all happened with my family and me being brought to my knees and questioning what is the truth about me? I decided, screw it. I need to be open. Like I'm paying for this coach. I'm paying for this work, right? And all the fear about, well, will they think I'm weak? Will they think that I'm less than? Will they think that I can't handle working with my clients while I'm going through this personally? I had to just put it away because who else am I going to talk to about all of that? Like that's not something I just talked to the other moms about on the playground, right? It's why I joined that kind of sisterhood because I find that I don't usually strike up deep conversation with the other people in line at the grocery store or the other moms in the carpool drop-off line for daycare, like that's not where it happens. And so I decided to be super vulnerable and share there what was happening. And throughout the last, I don't know, whatever it is, six months with these women and with my coach, I think I would cry almost every single week because a big piece wasn't just, okay, my family's calling me these things, but I know it's not true. It was like, what is true? And who am I? And what am I really here for? And what had been coming to me before even six months ago was that I felt like I was here for something bigger than purpose. Like purpose is a piece of it, but I really am here for every woman to feel alive. Like I want you to wake up to the wonder of who you are and why you're here. 
I want every woman to have the wholeness of who she is and to feel radiant and alive and like claim her truth. And so, so much was unraveling. And in the midst of all that, I realized that last year, while in many ways it was one of the best of my life, there were also some things I was doing that weren't in alignment. I was working with a coach who was very much about money. And yes, I want all conscious women to have more money so we can contribute to the causes and to the people and raise up more single mothers and raise up more kids to have equal opportunity for education and food and all of that. And like, I never got into this for the money, but I was taught then to really like just brag and keep bragging about how much money I was making. And yeah, it did help in terms of any of you who wanted to go after your purpose and and want to be paid well for it as you deserve. And in some ways, I felt like I got away from who I really was. And so all of this was like circling while I'm in this group with my coach and with these other women. And I was like crying all the time and still leading goddess on purpose, leading my own mastermind of goddess on fire, which are women who are creating their purpose-based businesses. And all this was going on in the background while also I'm, you know, raising my one and a half year old who just turned two, two weeks ago. Ah, Happy birthday, Shay. And it led me to a lot of depression and a lot of anxiety. And a lot of being on my knees and saying, who am I and why am I here? And so part of our vacations over the last month, we have been all over. We went to Detroit to visit my parents and be with my dad on his birthday for a week. Then we went out to California, Sonoma, to be with my coach and this group of other women. I'm going to tell you a couple of stories from them that are like going to blow your mind with all of this. We went to the beach for a week. We're getting ready to go to Italy for a month where I'm hosting a sensual goddess retreat. And I've got one spot that just opened. So if you're listening to this and you want to just be in your sensual truth in Tuscany in a private villa with private pool and so many deep rituals around you stepping into that full, bold, audacious, fully alive woman and reclaim your power, then message me. Just message team at purposegirl.com and we'll talk about if that last spot should be for you. Okay, but anyway, we've been having all this travel. And so I was in Sonoma with my coach and this group of women, this mastermind is what it's called. And the very first day, our coach told us that we were each going to get a half hour of coaching with her, like in front of everybody, but we could talk about anything we wanted and get advice and support on anything. Cool. Well, the first person sits down and she said, what I'd really love is that all of you shower me with love. In other words, you all tell me how awesome I am. Now, this is an exercise that I do in all of my programs. So in any program that you do with me, women get to know each other and fall so in love with each other very quickly that even within like a one weekend that I do in Miami or there's going to be one coming up in Puerto Rico, like you will get to know those women so quickly and see their deliciousness and what is special about them within hours. And so this is something I frequently do with my clients, but we hadn't in nine months done this. And so we all shower her with love. And then the next person's like, oh, I want that too. And then one by one, everybody's like, I want that. And I'm thinking, well, there's part of me that really wants to hear what's special about me. And then there's part of me that's like, oh my gosh, all they've seen is me cry. So like, I don't want to hear what they have to say. They don't even know me. All they've heard is like the deep rupture. I've been in, right? Like the massive pain that I've been in because they were a place for me to talk real and be real about it. And so it was finally my turn. And I sat down shaking. I was so nervous. 
And the first person said, Karen, I know you feel like it's shown weakness and that it's looked weak for you to show up here vulnerable and tell us all of the raw truth about what you've been going through. But that vulnerability is the best thing about you. And you show me that I can be vulnerable as a leader. You show me that it's okay to be vulnerable in my work. And keep in mind, these are all women coaches. And so many of us feel so afraid to be vulnerable because then maybe you won't want to work with us. Like, why would you want to work with a happiness coach that tells you that she's been depressed? And of course, the reason is because I get it and I know and I know all the tools and I'm so able to help you shift and transmute that and learn how to work with it. But that is scary. And so the very first person with tears told me that I taught her to be vulnerable. The next person got down at my feet and looked me in the eyes and held my hands and said, Karen, you show me that I can have a baby at any age. Again, being vulnerable because I shared my struggles with having a baby and didn't have my son until I was 45. And person after person after person commented on how me being real, which in reality wasn't just crying. Like I also would share about the Women's Day event and having 2,000 women there and how incredible it was to have all these speakers and be able to put a spotlight and highlight on all these other women and all these incredible things my clients are experiencing and how one of my clients not only got clear on her purpose, but then started her first program and how another got into the art show of her dreams and like all of this. But they all really saw me and they made me cry. (laughs) in the best way, right? Like not the mean girls from fifth grade who made me cry, but really made me cry because I felt seen, like really seen and really known in a way that like, yes, my friends see me and some of them, we do share with each other all the time what we see in each other. But to be seen by this group of women who were peers and who also were coaches, it was just It was so incredibly healing. And it showed me why I've made sisterhood such a big piece of my mission and how much I need it myself. And it's why I'm partnering with my soul sister, dear friend, ride or die, Kelly Mahalik. If you haven't seen all the emails, if you're not on my email list, like what are you waiting for? Sign up right now. Go to PurposeGirl.com and sign up right now. Because on on July 27th, Kelly and I are holding a free sisterhood event. And right now, with everything that has been happening in the world and so many women's voices being cut off and so many women's freedom and choices being cut off, and we know every woman has something to say and every woman has courage and bravery and genius inside of her, and none of us were meant to do this world alone. Like, we were never meant to feed our children alone. Women thousands of years ago didn't do that. They fed each other's children. They nursed each other's children like we were never meant to do this alone. And a UCLA study proves that in times of stress, women need to tend and befriend. And so we are getting women together on July 27th to co-create and to envision a new world. And it's free and you want to come. And even if you can't come live, sign up so that you can get the recording. That is nosistersleftbehind.com, nosistersleftbehind.com. Okay, back to back to the story. The point is that sisterhood, and she's in this sisterhood with me, like matters. And then the next day, our coach hired her photographer 
to do photo shoots with each of us. Now, in my line of work, photo shoots are really important because I put photos on social media, on my website, that kind of a thing. And I love doing them, right? Like some people I know getting in front of the camera is not their thing. When I was a little girl, massive ham. I've loved it. I always love it. Secret dream to be a model, like all of that, right? And my coach's photographer happens to also be the photographer for some of the biggest self-help authors and speakers in the world, like Gabby Bernstein, someone who I have followed for like nine or 10 years. And so knowing that this is Gabby Bernstein's photographer was like a big deal for my inner little child. And I'm in a different place now. I'm like, cool, me and Gab, we could hang out. And there are many times I'm like, yeah, if she and I got to know each other, we would be friends or not. It doesn't really matter. But like, I was in a place where my tender little girl, because my family was like kind of picking me apart, knowing that this photographer was coming, it was the little girl in me, the tender, afraid, not good enough little girl who was like, Gabby Bernstein's photographer, like, oh my gosh. And so I showed up and I sat down and the photographer sat down next to me and I just bawled. Like she sat down to get to know me a little bit and know who I am and what I want my photos to be and what my like work in the world is and what my mission and my passion are. And I couldn't get a word out. I just bawled. (laughs) Okay. And then I was so embarrassed that I cried. This is Gabby Bernstein's photographer, my coach's photographer. I was so embarrassed that I just cried more. It was like terrible. (laughs) Except it wasn't. It was sweet and it was endearing because I know it came from the most tender, sweet part of me that just wants to be an author like that also and wants to make that kind of impact also and wants to get my message out in the world. And it's hard. Like, I'm so proud of what I've done here at the Purpose Girl podcast. And I want to have a book that millions of women read. And I want to have a TV show that I can impact women who are at home right now and don't know like where to turn or where to go to. Like there's so much. And so it just felt like so much was riding in that one moment with the photographer. I don't know why. Maybe you've had those moments. It just felt like so much was riding on it that I bawled. And then I (laughs) couldn't even like bounce back. So I finally like shook it for a second and was like, I don't even know what I want to wear to this thing. And a friend of mine who is a sexuality and a tantra coach, she's so incredible. I just signed up for her program. She was like, I I said, I randomly said to her, hey, what do you think I should wear? And she like pulls out this super red two-piece hot outfit for me to wear. And I like so got to embody my sensual self. It was so incredible, especially as I lead up to this Italy retreat. And then a second outfit, I brought Doc Martens and a leather jacket. And I put on this like badass outfit. And it was amazing. And we went through this incredible day and I got to cheer on my sisters. I was first for the photo shoot, so I got to attend all of theirs. And I got to be the cheerleader for every single one of them. And like, it was so beautiful and so incredible. But I was so tired at the end of the day. And so I went into my coach's bed and I took a nap until we were starting dinner. Now that night, our coach had said it's cocktail party. So cocktail party attire. I brought a little black dress. And when I heard that the party was getting started, I got out of bed. I stepped out and I'm in my little black dress and I looked down and the dress was inside out. That's how tired I was. I didn't even notice. So I stripped it off and I stepped into the bathroom naked just to pee. And when I came out, my friend Kelly was there and she's like, yeah, you're coming to the cocktail party naked. And then everybody turns around and they're all like, ah, of course, Karen, you would come naked. Yes, yes. And it was so incredible because, yeah, they knew me as being vulnerable and raw, but they also knew that I was like wild and badass and powerful and strong and like 
very like confident in my own body and wanting every woman to be confident in her body. So they thought I planned to come to the cocktail party nude. So then I did like a little dance for them. And then I ran into this other room where I knew my coach had had a pair of Louboutins that she said any of us could wear for our photo shoots. I put on her gold sparkly Louboutins. These are super expensive shoes, if any of you don't know. And I came out with nothing on but that. And then I sat for the rest of dinner naked, but just in her Louboutins. And I have to tell you, sisters, I don't know if I've ever felt that comfortable and that grounded. So there I was earlier crying about who am I and how do I tell this photographer who I am and what outfit is the right outfit. And hours later, I was wearing nothing and it felt so right. Now, I know that for a lot of you, being naked would be the opposite of feeling right. This is just my experience of realizing that my biggest truth, my naked truth, is that as a whole woman, in my own self, in my post-baby belly, in my unshaved legs and unshaved armpits, in my truth, I am whole. I am woman. And I felt so grounded. I didn't have to put on a show. I didn't have to be bigger than I was. I didn't have to be smaller than I was. I just felt grounded. And my sisters and my coach felt it and recognized it. And it was another moment of profound healing that I am neither the good girl that my family has wanted me to be, nor am I the narcissist that some may think I am. I'm purely me. And I get to be all of me. I get to be all parts and I get to be totally raw and truthful. And I get to feel beautiful in that. And so do you. And so do you. No matter your body shape or size, no matter any of it, like this is our opportunity to come into our wholeness and reclaim our power. Because so many powers that be have tried to take our power away shaming us for our body, that there's something wrong with our body if we're a day behind in shaving our legs or we have gray hair or we have wrinkles or we have a belly or a butt or whatever. And so to feel no shame is such a F you to the patriarchy. It's such a reclamation of power to reclaim our wholeness, to reclaim my wholeness, that it's not the clothes that make me Me, it's me. It was so beautiful and so profound. And then the next day, we did like a spa day. We're at the pool. And my coach and a couple of us did like a collective baptism slash mikvah where like we each stated what we were releasing and who we were stepping into. And then we collectively like dunked. If you don't know the word mikvah, it's like a baptism pool, but in Judaism. And a little larger than I think a baptism pool because people go to the mikvah even when they're adults. But it's the same concept. It's like a cleansing in water. And so collectively, we held each other and cried in the pool at this spa in order to heal, in order to rise up, in order to fully release the good girl, the parts of us that have held us back. And then the next day at this retreat was a self-marriage ceremony. And I knew that in advance, and I brought a white dress because marriage. Now, I've already had a self-marriage ceremony before. 
I can't remember what episode I've talked about it, but I can do a whole separate episode on that. Let me know at team at purposegirl.com if you want me to do a whole episode on how to have a self-marriage ceremony. Super happy to teach you how. And so I stepped out. And by the way, you know that I'm a mom when you start hearing the, <laughs> the noise of my baby because our nanny had taken him out for the morning and they're just coming back for lunch. And so you're going to hear a lot of noise. And that's just the reality of my life, right? And the reality of all of our lives. We get to be all of ourselves. We get to be powerful podcaster, badass business person, and mom. You get to be all of you and sexy goddess and all of the things. So I step out of my hotel room in this white dress and I went, this just doesn't feel right. And I came back and I put on black leather pants and a black leather vest that shows my cleavage. And I went, yes. And I stepped out and I went to my self-marriage ceremony and I said, I'm going to marry my darkness because I've been so ashamed of having a little bit of an ego, of loving myself. That's why my family said I was a narcissist because I put it out there. And I've been ashamed that I love myself. But I don't have to be ashamed of that because I don't love myself at the expense of you. I love myself wanting you to love yourself too. And the dark part of me that was ashamed for being ashamed. No, I'm going to marry that part of me too. And the part of me that has doubts and I've just wanted to cast that aside or pretend that they don't exist. No, those are some of the best parts about me when I share with you my doubts or my fears. So I'm marrying that too. There's a part of me that's like powerful, bitch, badass, like has thoughts inside that I don't tell anybody. And I like try to tell her, no, 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 nobody can know that we have real thoughts in the world or that we drink Diet Coke because it's not healthy or that we watch The Bachelorette because it's not spiritual. F all of that. That's my inner bitch. And I married her too. She gets to have a voice because she actually tells me when a lot of things are off in my life. Right? I don't want to use her voice and go tell everybody everything that I think, but she's actually super powerful. There's a part of me that's a dominatrix, that I like having power. But if I made myself bad and wrong for it, then I was just shaming a part of me. And so I decided to marry the dark side of me, the underworld, the shadows, which really holds so much potency and so much beauty for us. And as women, we've been told not to have any darkness, that our anger is ugly. Fuck that. I married my anger. Because my anger right now about Roe v. Wade being appealed is righteous. It is righteous rage. It is sacred. It is sacred righteous rage. Sacred righteous rage because that anger fuels passion that will make impact and change for millions of women's lives. I am angry that we have enough money in the world but we still have children that are starving. Now that anger is righteous. That anger is sacred. And if I fuel the sacred righteous anger into passion for feeding children, then we change the world. So it's not that our anger is ugly. It's that people didn't want to hear what we had to say, and we have never known how to channel it. It's a huge piece of what I teach in my programs, at all my retreats and all my programs, because when we can channel it, so powerful. I married the witch inside of me. I love doing sacred ritual. I love that there's parts of me that intuit things that haven't happened yet and then they happen. And I'm like, oh yeah, I knew that was going to happen. Someone I know just had a baby and I intuited the name. Sure enough, that was the name. I love getting together with my sisters and doing witchy ritual. But it's been scary to admit that. Why? 
because women were burnt at the stake. I was burnt at the stake in a form of life for it. You probably were as well. And so like I married my darkness to own my whole self. And at the end of my self-marriage ceremony, we each got to read our own vows. And at the end I said, and I marry my darkness. I am the dark mother. And I now pronounce myself Karina. Now, a lot of you don't know that I have a priestess name. And a priestess for thousands of years was the highest, wisest person in a country, in a land. Kings would go to the high priestess because she had intuition, she had insight, she was clairvoyant, she had deep wisdom. The feminine was honored. And so I have gone through priestess training or initiation myself to uncover the divine alchemical gifts within me, the ancient feminine wisdom that lives in my bones and my cells, that lives in your bones and your cells as well. And my priestess name is Karina. And I don't know if I'm going to officially change my name or any of that, but I know that I'm owning my whole self. And holy shit, sister. What has come from that? I've been growing up with you, right? I've been purpose girl and I've been growing into a woman. I know I'm 47. Maybe it's like time for that, right? But like I've been growing up with you. And so what has been coming to me has become so clear about my purpose and where this is going and what I'm here to teach you and what I'm here to co-create with you. Because one of the things that's messed up is every single person just creating their own purpose business or their own empire gets really lonely. And as sisters, as women, we were never meant to do that. We were meant to be in community together. We were meant to support each other. That's how we all thrive. It's how my women thrive. I mean, last weekend, a number of my clients from different programs all got together at one woman's house and laughed and sang and danced and cried and shared stories and shared their biggest dreams and held each other. And it was like beautiful. They invited me and I I went and surprised them. It was incredible. And they all said that this is what is making them feel alive. This is what has healed them is having this sacred sisterhood doing it together. And so since all of this has been happening and I've been asking the goddess, what will you have me do? What will you have me say and to whom? An ancient prayer. I've been getting clear, sisters. I've been getting so clear. And I'm working on it now with my team. But what is coming for all of us is so exciting, is so profound and so powerful for every woman to become the woman she was born to be. Not the woman you want to be. The woman you were born to be. Because each one of us was born to be fully alive, radiant, glowing, effervescent, grounded, at peace, powerful, empowered, inspiring, joyful, free. And so, so much is coming. You know, one of my mentors, Regina Thomas used to say, rupture to rapture. 
I've always said pain to purpose, and that is what is coming through. And that's the message I want to leave you with. Whatever you're going through, keep allowing yourself to feel it. Keep getting on your knees and asking the question, show me. Show me what this is for. Show me what I'm here for. Show me. Keep believing that all of this too is for you. And when you forget, message me and I will remind you. Because after all, we are BFFs. (laughs) And so, so much is coming. I'm so excited to share more. And I just wanted to share this journey with you. I'd love to hear how it impacted you and what you're taking away and what you hear for yourself in there. Because I don't just do this for myself or to hear myself talk. I do this for me, for you, for all of us, and for the world at large. So that we truly change the world. One woman at a time and collectively together. And so stay tuned, buckle up, Make sure you're on my newsletter to hear about all the things. Make sure you're in the Purpose Girls Facebook group to know about everything that's going on and more is coming. With that, my love, may you live purposefully. May you love yourself and may you love life. Bye for now.